Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because. I look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go! And he is dicked. Blind squirrel finds a every once in a while. That's right. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Come on, Herbert. Players, coaches. Staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> well, hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I am your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddies, Kev Huggin Duggan. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. And let's not forget Kyle the Coach Duggan. Yeah, but I'm still here. <laughs> still kicking it. Still here. Um... All right, gang. Well, it is the last episode before the mother loving Super Bowl. And in the, yeah, it's again, it's just whatever. It's happening. Yeah, Yeah. it's happening. It's (laughs) it's about as exciting as the Pro Bowl for us right now. But uh, there's going to be good commercials and a halftime show. That's right. What are you guys doing? What are we doing on this? uh, Because it's not always about the game, it's about what you're doing the day. Like, what is the day plan? You plan on being right? Yeah. Super hungover the next day? Are you planning to like, (laughs) Hang out with the fam and watch some football. Like, what's the vibe? Yeah, hang out, hang out <laughs> with fam, watch the football. Evil ball dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, hang out, eat some snacks, and just hope it's a good game. I mean, without yeah. uh, that's the thing is like the the postseason. Almost every game has been extremely exciting. Like it's yeah. been really close. So if this Super Bowl game could at least be a fun game and be close, right? Then cool. unlike last year. Yeah, then then it's at least enjoyable. Like that's all you want is just at least an yeah, entertaining good football. game. Yeah, good football. It yeah, should yeah. be good football. It's the freaking Super Bowl for Pete's sake, right? Um, 
All right. Well, uh, I got to give a shout out, actually. Um, two shout outs. One is uh, a kid up here. I believe he's in fifth grade. I think his name is Britton. Um, my, uh, <laughs> my sister's boyfriend's kid uh, saw this guy wearing Charger gear at school and he's like, do you watch Charger chat? The guy's, and I, I, this is him explaining it. So I can't say I wasn't there, but he, the, it felt like there was a little bit of attitude. He was like, yeah, like, duh, <laughs> duh. duh. He's like, do you watch Charger chat? He goes, yeah. And he goes, well, I know Walt dog. And <laughs> I don't know that I couldn't, he's young. He's in fifth grade. So I couldn't really gauge whether or not there was like a, a cool or a who gives a shit kind of yeah, thing, but yeah, could go either way. It, it could go either way. So I got to give a shout like, out. To oh, Britain. that's cool. I'm a hugging fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> team hugging all the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, Britain. I hope uh, if, if you're in fifth grade, thank God we bleep some of the words we say. Hey, Amen. Yeah, so sorry, but uh, yeah, hopefully, and yeah, maybe your dad's a, a fan too. But either way, got to give him a shout out. And then we also got a shout out uh, an RB alumni. Um, she came on here or she had first, she had a question and asked both fam. And I don't think we were very helpful. I think we told her to, I'd be a limo uh, driver <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to go join a golf course. If she wanted to have just <laughs> yeah, work at the golf course, yeah. be her prom date. But, uh, Kia, uh, if anybody checks out our Twitter and stuff like that, she's trying to get Justin Herbert to be her prom date, uh, this to, to RB. So, Hey, uh, Justin, I know you're listening. <laughs> um, re reach out, reach out to Kia. I think uh, they yeah, could be a, a fun response. time. Yeah, just yes or no? Yeah, a little check. Little, yes or no? Yeah, I I love this so much. It yes, takes no, a maybe. lot of takes a lot of balls oh, to do God, that. Yeah. Like I respect her so much yeah, for absolutely. shooting her shot. So I hope yeah. I hope there is a the perfect end of that magical night at prom and you get to go with Justin Herbert. I and I know the head, I know the head of the ASB at RB. So I will be a chaperone if this oh happens. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Done. I will be a chaperone. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're, we're, we're rooting for you, Kia. And hopefully everybody else is as well. We'd love to, we'd love to see that. Oh my God. That would make, that would make our year. I think. So, awesome. um, all right, gang. Well, uh, we have a very special guest today. We've had Charger players on in the past, but this one is different. Uh, for those of you who remember the 2008 AFC wildcard game against the Colts, you might have a pretty good idea of who this is. Uh, with the Super Bowl days away, a lot of us are looking for more ways to get involved in the game day action. Who better to discuss it than someone who's been there and has a ring? Kevin sat down with Chargers favorite none other than darren freaking sprawls wow what wow <laughs> i can't dude. believe this yeah super bowl winner darren sprawls was it really charger legend charger, charger legend, legend. What, was yeah. his was his nickname the lightning bug yeah. that was him right yeah okay let's take it to the lightning bug let's go Let's go. As soon as that clock starts, your ass mine. When I met Justin Herbert, man, that dude is big as hell. You know, the goal is to just keep it rolling. Come in hype because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we are back with another Bolt Insight, and we are incredibly lucky to have the one and only Darren Sproles. What is going on, Darren? Well, not much, not much. How you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. All right, cool. So I want to kick it off. Um, first question I have for you. Um, 
the big game's coming up this weekend. And one of your former teammates, Mr. Weddle's playing in the game. So next year, when we get our run going, one-two punch, Sproles, Eckler, can it happen? What, what are you thinking? We got to wait and see. You know, I called Weddle, uh, I called Weddle and I told him, I'm like, hey, if you can come back after two years, I know I can come back in two years. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then if not, then we're looking down the the road a little bit. You know, we saw a post that you made on your Instagram. Your daughter ran like a 50 yard touchdown in your inner flag football game. When is she going into the draft where uh, Chargers are looking at her? (laughs) But you know what is crazy? Like she has been asking me to play football for, I don't know how many years I kept telling her, no, I kept telling her, no. Uh, But so her school has like a little, flag football uh, league, whatever. I'm like, go ahead and just play. So she had that game. So it was her first carry of the game. And she took off. I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, 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 like, when that happened, like, uh, uh, so now she want to play flag football uh, every year. But she never awesome. played tackle, I told her, though. Yeah, she's, she inherited the speed, that's for sure. That was, that, she, she took off. That was fun <laughs> to watch. Um, well, cool. <laughs> Cool, man. Well, we got the big game coming up this Sunday. Um, you know, who who do you have? What do you what are you looking at in this game? I'm gonna go with the Rams, but I'm a cheer for Cincinnati. Yeah, I love a young quarterback, man. Uh, you can't go against him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely fun to watch. And you know, wanted to ask you about um, the Chargers and you know Justin Herbert, our young quarterback. You know, what are your thoughts on kind of the team? The Chargers moving forward, what you know, what you see shaping up for us. They really got a good young team right now. And then um uh the young quarterback, uh, he's a star. I, I just feel like um I just feel like like last year, um, like them close games, they just couldn't win them. They couldn't win them. Uh I feel like next year, uh um they got a lot of people coming back. Uh they got a great chance to make a good run. Yeah, I mean, we're we're excited as Charger fans for sure. And, you know, you, you have a very cool partnership you got going on right now. Tell us a little bit about how your partnership and the big game coming up on Sunday, how how those two go together and, and how fans can get involved. So I so I teamed up with Yahoo Sports. Uh, Yahoo Sports is the go-to destination and for all sports fans. Um, Yahoo just launched a free big game prompt quiz where fans can win up to $10,000. Um, they also are letting fans play the $1 million daily fantasy contest, uh, where they can win a million dollars. Um, for more info, um, you can go to sports.yahoo.com or you can download the app. Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely doing that. I need, you know, my team not being in it. I gotta, I gotta find some way to have fun with the game and make it a little more interesting. So I'm Definitely going to go hit that up. So uh, another question I have for you, because we, we interview fans all over the world, how they became Charger fans. And one of the ones that comes up was your AFC walk-off game where you, score, where you scored and took us out of that AFC uh, wildcard game. How often does that come up? And, and <laughs> how often do you talk about that game? Man, you know what? Um, like with Charger fans, um, uh, like it comes up a lot. It comes up a lot, but... But like the way it like like happened was, so LT had a groin, whatever. So he had a groin during the game, and then like he came up to me, and was like, "Uh, uh you got to take us, you got to take us." And when he told me that, like, 
That's when I had to lock in the whole game. And outcome was great. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the most memorable Charger playoffs that I all fans can remember. So we we appreciate appreciate you on that. And uh um we'll get you out of here on this. You know, what what do you what do you think the the Chargers need to do to really kind of take it up over the top next year? And um is it draft? Is it, you know, free agents? Like what what do you think the Chargers need to really focus on? But I really want them to um like to get another back to like help um like they run game out. Like I feel like like with Eckler, um uh he needs somebody else like to help him. Uh I don't like him. I don't like him uh taking all them shots like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like him in space a little bit. <laughs> well, for sure. One one two punch like you and uh, LT used to be. It'd be great if we could find somebody. That very rarely happens. So we'll uh, we'll try our best. <laughs> but we we really appreciate your time, Darren. It is a huge honor for us to get to talk to you. Um, definitely a fan favorite, and we uh, we uh, really appreciate your time, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Well, if you had a bingo card that said <laughs> Darren Sproles was going to be on Charger Chat this year. <laughs> Kevin, Bingo. why did just talk to Darren Sproles? <laughs> I, 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 I can't wrap my head around that. That yeah, is so freaking cool, dude. Those things don't belong in the same sentence no, at all. No. That, that is just wild. Close. I, yeah. yeah. Big shout out to our uh, Jason over at uh, Bolt Beat, our partner in crime over there for help hooking this up. It was... Thank you, Jason. I, we're it, just Talking to these guys was just crazy. So uh, hopefully there's more and get to meet more and share it with you guys. So it's uh, yeah. some, something to be hopeful for. Absolutely. Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles. Darren, I, I thank don't know you. if you're listening. I know you're not going to hear this, but thank <laughs> yes. you so thank much. You, thank Darren. you so thank much, you, Darren. Darren. That was just way too cool of you. Um, and uh, if you want to check out some other cool stuff, go over to chargerchat.com. <laughs> Another segue. Check alert. out some of the cool merch that we have over there. Shirts, sweaters, stickers, and our members-only section where you can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers and ask questions like Ask Bolt Fam. Um, all right, gang. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. You know them. You love them. It's the Greg Experience. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh. Great experience. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. If you sat through whatever the hell that was, also known as the Pro Bowl, don't allow anyone ever to question your football fandom. I can tell you right now, if it wasn't for the fact that a few of our guys win that, it would have got no play in my household, but... um. <clears throat> on to other more pressing matters and uh, happy things. CC gang, the biggest of salutes and to the rest of the Bolt fam with his goodie. She got Craig in Texas and welcome to another edition of the Craig Experience. And as a matter of fact, y'all asked for it. So Petty Pendergrass is going to make an appearance here. Before we get off of this Pro Bowl thing, how dare you Las Vegas degenerates boo Chargers football Jesus? I know what it is. You jokers are actually pissed off because Josh McDaniels is your new head coach and this dude is still your QB currently. I get it. It makes perfect sense now. You're envious. Man, sucks to be you guys. But um, again, our guy goes in. He wins MVP of the whole shindig. Whatever that's worth. Nice little novelty award. There'll be many more to come that are far more substantial. Right now, it's just something nice to put up on the mantle, look at bright and shiny from our beautiful, bright and shining star. He's our special, special boy. 
<laughs> Anywho, Durham gets a pick and Lindsley's out there and it's just nice to see. So as far as the experience as a whole, <laughs> again, it was worth it to see our guys get the opportunity to go out there and perform in it. Otherwise, mm, I don't really know. Oh, but another key takeaway is Justin Herbert looked really good with uh, a top flight, no pun intended, uh, tight end out there, didn't he? Makes you wonder. Mm. We'll see what happens this offseason. Something to think about. And you know, I thought we were going to venture off somewhere else as opposed to talking about the Pro Bowl. But now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, was DJ out there uh, recruiting? There have been a couple of pictures that came out with he and Tyran Matthew, some of which Tyran actually posted himself. And it seems like he's already started bidding his farewells to KC. And I can't just help but to notice he and Derwin seem to have a connection there. And that post that uh, went up, if you don't know the lyrics to the song, it's a Future and Drake joint. And they tagged Derwin in it. And I don't know, is there some underlying thing here? I'm hoping above hopes. As a matter of fact, I can't honestly say that I see that going on because I don't know if Tyron would be willing to take like an affordable, well, by Tom Telesco standards, affordable deal to come through. It's not really Tom style to sign somebody like that because he's also not a Boy Scout historically. I know a lot about Tyron. Awesome dude now. When he was younger, coming out of LSU, he has some things that he worked through model citizen now so no judgment there but you know as far as time's concerned if they weren't boy scouts from yay high he almost wants absolutely nothing to deal with uh with them whatsoever and i have a really hard time seeing him looking past the man's past even though he's clearly beyond it to bringing him in but who can you imagine that the honey badger on the back end in the box derwin moving around the box them being interchangeable in the slot just menacing <sighs> man can dream and speaking of dj just go ahead and get the extension done now chargers get it out of the way it's gonna cost a pretty penny probably looking at a jamal adams contract as the baseline starting point get it done because it's only gonna go up from here uh what did uh fat joe say yesterday's price is not today's price i think that's whatever you get my drift DJ deserves the bag. Give him what he wants, because not only is he a leader on the field, but you see what he means to that locker room. Everybody follows the Pied Piper, and that is who he is. The team goes as he goes. And you want that type of person as a centerpiece, not only for your defense, but as a face of your franchise. Uh, oh, speaking of DJ3, he's going back to the number three, which I'm sure a lot of y'all saw as he announced on social media, which means that beautiful 33 powder blue, um, powder blue, blah, 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 jersey I have, it's probably going to have to go somewhere on the wall. I'm going to have to cop a new one. Don't, I got kids, man. Look, my wife is very understanding. She loves me. She knows that there are only few things in this world that I put additional time into outside of my family and whatever work I'm doing. Uh, that is the Chargers and occasionally my PS5, which I think is collecting dust because I barely ever touch it. I'm going to try to make some time for that this weekend. Probably won't happen, though. All right, beautiful people. I'll give you some time back to your day and get you out of here with the question for my boat brodies. Fellas, who is a surefire Charger player that you would assume 
would be back next year, but more than likely won't be. And uh, give me your rationale behind it. For me, and it hurts my soul to say it, it's Kaiser White. And it's because just from what I think I know about Brandon Staley's defense, the second level linebackers are probably the third most important piece of his defense. Defensive line first, secondary second, linebackers third. And I just take that from the mix and matching he had to do with the Rams and how the defense still ran really well It's because the other areas were so strong. So looks like Kaiser might end up getting the bag somewhere else to my chagrin. I hate that I have to say it. And I hate it even more that I feel like it's going to happen. So let me know what you guys think. Well, folks, until the next one, y'all already know what it is. This is Mr. Top Flight on Twitter. Charge it to the game over at the flight deck on YouTube. And I will catch y'all on the next one. I think I'm going to try to steal like 20 minutes on this PS5 before my kids get home from school. So uh, uh, catch y'all later. Caleb, you bye. All right, Craig. Well, I hope you get some time in on that PS5. Uh, but uh, thanks for reminding us about Derwin James. We didn't mention him on the last episode. We really kind of focused all on the MVP, understandably so. But yeah, Derwin got a pick uh, in that game as well. And I'm trying to remember who he got who we picked off uh it was uh seahawk boy oh, oh russell, russell wilson. wilson okay yeah seahawk so, boy <laughs> right yeah it was like a weird like he it was a weird just threw it throw. Out there. Yeah. yeah um yeah definitely uh shout out to derwin and you know i think it's interesting the, the one thing that i forgot about when we were talking about uh tyron matthew you know him mentioning that he wasn't really a boy scout through the better part of his career but with him winning that Walter Payton Man of the Year award this year, kind of a one eighty. That I feel yeah. like that might wash away. I, I don't know what his previous sins were. I mean, whatever whatever it was that he had to deal with prior. Yeah, I think those those have to be absolved. I'm sure he said enough hail, hail marys and, and yeah, you're good to go. I think he should be good to go. So I, I think that he probably still should be on the radar if he's not already. Um, but we'll find out. We'll we'll see. Uh, to answer your question, though, Craig, as far as guys that we think are surefire players to come back, but probably won't. Yeesh. <laughs> I I'll I'll go first if you want. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, uh, if you've got something. I think a guy that makes like you need to have this on your team. You need, and I just don't think he had the best year because he got COVID and he's a big dude. I think Linval Joseph should be on this team next year. I think he played really well at the beginning of the year and just didn't do well after he got COVID. That was just mm-hmm. the fact. The numbers said that. So, but I, he is one of the highest played players on the defensive line. So eight and a half million. If you can go after somebody that's less, you know, a draft pick or somebody that is, you know, somebody that Staley has run into in his past with the different teams he's been on that could be a little less, but be more effective. That's the that's the kind of weird one. I'm not sure. Like that's the case I could make for it, but I think he should be back if they can mm-hmm. sign him to it. It'll probably be a a cheaper contract than what he just came off of. It was eight and a half a year, right? So um, that's the kind of one I'm looking at. Yeah, okay. I think the one guy that I think should because he showed progress moving towards the end of the season, and honestly because of his Raider game was Uchin Wosu. Right. Um, I just I think that he's gotten better every season. And I think that this last season in Staley's defense, he really had an opportunity to kind of shine. Um, but there, then again, there were spells where he kind of went on un, unnoticed. Uh, our pass rush was not good enough. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if Joey Bosa is getting chipped and double teamed and triple teamed, you have to have a guy on the other side that can dominate. And I don't think Uchina proved that he could do it consistently enough, right? Um, to wor- be worthy of the big payday that he's wanting. Mm-hmm. Um, with the overhaul that we need on our whole defensive line, um, I think I don't think Uchina will be back. Yeah, it's it's tough because it feels like the guys that we have on the defensive line are good players. Like they're good guys. Like you've got, they just don't fit. There's something that's not fitting. Yeah. There's something that wasn't quite working. Like, like my, I would say like Justin Jones is a guy that I think really contributed and had moments, but at the same time, you saw, you saw the numbers when Justin Jones was on the field. Yeah. It was almost like half the rush yards per attempt. That's what I mean. Like it it felt like he was contributing in that aspect. I mean, he might not have necessarily seen it every play, but yeah, if you look at the numbers of the games he played versus the games he didn't, it was like, okay, well, obviously we need to get him back right. sooner than later. Yeah. But I just I don't know if that's enough to to bring him back or to convince either Coach Staley or uh Tom Telesco that yeah, we need to bring him back for sure. So we need to pay him. I really hope pay he's him. back. Yeah. He's a leader type guy that yeah, brings that, that, energy and exactly. his interviews and stuff. Like he has yeah. a lot of passion. Right. I, I think uh, yeah, that that last all in when they were yeah. talking to him about yeah. like, you know, how how'd you feel and then just like the emotions that he had about like being yeah. upset about I it. Really like, hope he's back. I would love to see him back, but I just don't know that he he necessarily will. So um all right. Well, Craig, thank you uh for coming on and again hope hope you're playing either some Madden or, or something over there on your PS five and enjoy the off season, my and friend. Enjoy the off season, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, we've got one more segment here, folks. It is Bolt History. Uh, Kevin, Kevin already kind of teased what it's about. That's so a good it's, one. It's going to be a Miami. good one. Here we go. Remember like it was yesterday. In comes this whirlwind, Don Coriel. So see the San Diego Chargers and see spectacular professional football at its best. Into the end zone, Charger fans are witnesses to history. What's up, Bolt Gang? And welcome back to another installment of Bolt History with me, your Chargers Chat historian, Mike Maudlin. I'd like to start by thanking our three hosts for their questions about Bolt History that they submitted. Um, Thank you for allowing me to do that for you. Today, I'm very, very excited about this one. This is one of the uh, installments that I wanted to do when I first started Bolt History. I've been holding off for a while, but the people have spoken. We put out a a poll on Twitter. And this one got the majority of the votes. Of course, I'm talking about the Epic in Miami. The Epic in Miami was a game between the Chargers and the Dolphins on January 2nd, 1982. And it was held in Miami at Orange Bowl Stadium. The broadcasting duo were Don Cricky and John Brody for the national broadcast on NBC. Their anchor in the studio at that time was Bryant Gumbel. And coincidentally, he ended up leaving. He left the NFL broadcast for the Today Show two days after this happened. This game was voted as number four on the NFL's greatest 100 games of all time list. If you're curious about the other three that rated above this, number three was the 1967 Super Bowl between the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Number two was the 1981 NFC Championship game between the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys, a.k.a. the catch game. Uh, And then the Number one game was the 1958 NFL championship game before it was called the Super Bowl between the Baltimore Colts and the New York Giants. Uh, There were actually alternate names for the Epic in Miami uh, brought to us by other media outlets. 
one of them was from Sports Illustrated. They call it a game that no one should have lost. The Miami Herald, this is a very sad one. They went with the miracle that died. It was probably very sad for Miami. But despite not having won a playoff game in eight years prior to this, the Dolphins were favored to win this game, even though the Chargers had just come off of their third win of the AFC West. They were AFC West champs for the third time in a row, but the Dolphins were favored. Uh, And at the time of this game, David Woodley, the Dolphins' starting quarterback, was the youngest player to ever start at quarterback in a playoff game at 23 years old. Miami's defense was ranked number five coming into this game. The Chargers' defense was ranked number 26th. The Dolphins' passing attack was kind of peculiar for the NFL in that they used not only their starting quarterback, but their backup quarterback very often. They didn't just have their starting quarterback go out there and play all the time, as you would see in this game if you've watched it. If you haven't watched it, it's available for free on YouTube. You should go do that. Like right now, stop this and go watch that and then come back to this. But anyway, I digress. On the play ride to Miami, Don Coriel um, inadvertently cracked up the team. He got on the crew intercom, and he announced to the players that once they arrived in in Miami, they were going to get some bananas so the players could get their phosphorus up before the game. Of course, he meant potassium, uh, and the players on the team who were aware of that started cracking up, uh, and eventually the whole plane was cracking up. When they got to Miami, Coach Coriel sent another one of the coaches out to go buy bananas, and they had their bananas before the game. When they got to the field on game day, Uh, They were all out there looking around, and Hank Bowers thought to himself, oh, my God, it's so hot out here. Our fat guys are going to be in trouble. Uh, That was pretty funny, too. So we start the game. Uh, The Chargers get the ball first in the first quarter. Uh, On the first drive, there was a huge pass to West Chandler for 54 yards, and that drive resulted in a field goal, and the Chargers were up 3-0. On the ensuing punt by Miami, West Chandler returned it 56 yards to the house for a touchdown. The Chargers are up 10-0 already in the first quarter. On the following kickoff, Rolf kicks it downfield. The ball bounces off a Dolphins player. The ball is loose. Hank Bauer falls on it for the Chargers at the Miami 30. Um, we drive down, and Muncie runs it in for a one-yard touchdown run. The Chargers are now up 17-0. Chargers kick off back to the Dolphins. The Dolphins drive to their own 44-yard line. A Woodley pass deflects off of a receiver. The ball is intercepted by our safety, Glenn Edwards, and returned to the Miami 11. On third down, Fouts passed to James Brooks for another touchdown. Now the Chargers are up 24-0. The Dolphins come away with only one first down that entire first quarter, and the Chargers scored 24 on them, and that's the most points that anybody has ever scored on the Dolphins at this point uh, in a single quarter. And Don Strzok... Miami's backup quarterback starts warming up on the sidelines. Then Don Strzok enters the game with about 12 minutes left in the first half. The Dolphins are moving the ball pretty well, and they're moving it better with Strzok at quarterback, honestly, than they were with Woodley. Uh, But the Chargers defense holds on and forces them into a field goal. We're now up 24-3. On the next Chargers possession, Miami got a strip sack of Dan Fouts. And on third and goal, Strzok hits his tight end, Joe Rose, for a touchdown. Chargers are up 24-10. The Chargers get it down to Miami's 38-yard line and were stopped on third down. A field goal attempt by Rolf goes wide right with 30 seconds left on the clock in the half. Miami gets the ball back and ends up pulling off a hook and ladder play for a touchdown with six seconds left on the clock. At halftime, Dan Fouts enters the locker room and he ends up throwing his helmet into a chalkboard that's inside the locker room. It shakes up the whole room. 
because guys are sitting around dejected. They're like, these guys are coming back on us. They're all depressed and acting stupid. They're wondering how they let this lead get away. And he yells at them, they haven't stopped us yet. They're not going to stop us. Get your heads out of your asses. We're going to win the game. It was exactly what the players needed to hear at that moment. Dan fired everybody up. So they come back out. The Dolphins get the ball first in the second half. They take the ball all the way down the field. And they hit on another touchdown pass to Joe Rose. They're tied in again. uh, And the score is tied up 24-24. After they tie it up, the players thought, we can't go home with a loss after having a 24-0 lead. Their pride was at stake at this point. Wes Chandler has a big pair of reception for the Chargers. Uh, and they get all the way down to the Dolphins' 25-yard line, and then Fouts throws a touchdown pass to Kellen Winslow. That Chargers lead 31-24. to Wes Chandler uh, had a huge game this game. They also mentioned in the broadcast how we got him from the Saints and he, how he was very expensive, but he was worth it. Then, on from the 50-yard line, Don Strzok hits another tight end, Bruce Hardy, for another touchdown. It's tied again at 31. On the subsequent drive, Chargers have a hard time moving the ball again against Miami's defense. And on third and 10 from our own 17, Fouts passes to Charlie Joyner, who had fallen down on his route, uh, and the ball was end- ended up being easily picked off. Lyle Blackwood then laterals it to Gerald Small, uh, and he runs it all the way down to the Chargers' 15-yard line. In the fourth quarter, on second down at the Chargers' 13, the handoff is to Dolphins running back Tony Nathan, who runs it in for a touchdown. It is now... 31 to 38, and this is the first time that Miami has taken the lead in the game in the fourth quarter. The announcers mentioned on the broadcast that they can literally see the Chargers players um, getting really tired in the Florida heat and humidity. It was also really weird to see fans smoking in the stands, smoking cigarettes, and then also the players were drinking out of Wendy's fast food cups on the sidelines, something that you don't see anymore in the NFL as uh, sponsored sideline cups and cigarette smoking in the stands. It's kind of weird to go back in time and see that. The Dolphins moved down the field, taking a lot of time off the clock. Four minutes, 50 seconds left in regulation. On second down, it's a handoff to the running back. The Bolts force him to fumble, and they recover it. Charlie Joyner and Chuck Muncie are helping the Chargers drive down the field. Fouts then makes plays to Winslow and Chandler again, and then hits James Brooks for the touchdown. Now, here's the funny thing about the James Brooks touchdown. Here's one of the things that you may not have known about that particular touchdown. And Fouts later admitted that... The TD to Brooks was actually a fluke. The ball was supposed to be going to Winslow. This was the first time they'd run that play uh, out of the many times that they'd run it. James Brooks actually ran that route. Normally, he wouldn't have. But for some reason, he did, and he backed up Kellen Winslow. He must have seen what was coming. The particular play was scat right, uh, 368 F shoot. Fouts called it the most amazing play that he's ever been associated with. On the following kickoff, Rolf accidentally shanked the kick out of bounds. Um... Back then, they didn't penalize the penalize you by moving the opponent up a whole bunch of yards. But back then, they would just move you back 10 yards. Um, so they move the ball back 10 yards, and Rolf gets to kick it again. But this time, he squib kicks it. Uh, thankfully, he kept it in bounds, but he still kicks it way, way short. And the Dolphins end up getting the ball uh, on their own 42-yard line, which is huge field position. There's 52 seconds left in the game. The announcers mentioned that this game already holds a record for points for most points scored in a playoff game. It's Miami's ball. It's first down. They throw it. Chargers safety Glenn Edwards almost picks it off, but he doesn't. It falls flat. On the very next play, cornerback Willie Buchanan does intercept it. Then he fumbles it immediately. The Dolphins recover the fumble. 
There's four seconds left on the clock. The Dolphins kicker lines up to kick a field, a 47-yard field goal to win the game. It's blocked by Kellen Winslow. We're going to overtime. The Chargers win the coin toss. Winslow, Muncie, and Joyner work to get the Chargers to the Miami 46-yard line. On first down, tight end Eric Sievers drops a pass. On second down, Fouts gets sacked. It's now third and 20. On third and 20, Fouts hits Winslow for a a short pass, uh, but he ends up running for the first down. Winslow at this point is now visibly hurting in in the video. If you watch the video, he's having trouble walking. And then you see him get laid down by the trainers on a bench on the sidelines. Then they start checking him out. Chuck Muncie and James Brooks have pretty big runs to get us down to the Miami's eight-yard line. Should be an easy field goal for Ralph. Benerska kicks it, and it's wide left this time. Ralph said later that they had called for the field goal on third down, and the players were tired not really paying attention, so they didn't realize that they were calling for a field goal on third down. So they go out there, but they're missing three of their guys. Rolf thought he kicked himself later. He's been kicking himself ever since that he should have taken a timeout there um, and gotten us straight to get all the right guys on the field. They they could have made the, the field goal and won the game then. He was just caught up in the moment is what he said. And uh, he was also pissed off at himself for letting the team down, thinking he wouldn't get a second chance to, to redeem himself. Uh, it was the first time his teammates had ever heard him cuss on the sidelines. Rolf had a charity call, a charity called Kicks for Critters that would benefit the San Diego Zoo. His father worked at the San Diego Zoo where people would pledge a certain amount of money for every kick that Rolf would make. Hank Bauer, after Rolf missed missed the kick, he went over to try to cheer Rolf up by saying, don't worry about the game, Rolf. Think about all the animals that died at the zoo just now. (laughs) That's pretty messed up. So the Chargers defense stops the Dolphins and they punt. Fouts passed to Chandler, getting the ball to midfield. Chandler got the wind knocked out of him on that play. He has to come out of the game. Then passes on the next play to Charlie Joyner for a big gain, and the same thing happens to Charlie. Charlie gets the wind knocked out of him, gets knocked out of the game. So now we're without Muncie, we're without Chandler, and we're without Charlie Joyner. Knowing that we've got a possible game-winning field goal coming up, Fouts approaches Rolf, and he said, you're it. We don't have anybody else left. You got to make this. So the ball's at Miami's 10-yard line. Here comes Rolf again. This time, he makes the field goal, sending the Chargers to the AFC Championship game, also known as the Freezer Bowl. One of the cool things about the game, um, not only winning the game, but after the game, uh, Don Coriel gave everybody on the team a game ball. The Chargers locker room celebration was super low-key because everybody was completely spent, uh, and they also felt like they had just dodged a bullet. So they weren't partying too hard because they felt like they, um, you know, They barely pulled it off. Guard Ed White, one of the offensive linemen, was so wiped out that he just basically took off his helmet and then sat in the shower with his full uniform on, just sitting in the shower. When the players saw Winslow being helped off the field, the other players started cracking on him, giving him a hard time. Louis Kelcher goes, hey, look at that. They never helped the fat guys off. And Ed White, that guard, same guard again, uh, said, hey, we're 40 years old. Why isn't anybody helping us off? There were several records set during that game. Uh, some of the NFL player playoff records set were most points in a single game with 79, most total yards by both teams with 1,036 yards, and most passing yards by both teams with 809 passing yards. Uh, Dan Fouts set a team record with 433 yards passing in three touchdowns, uh, in a postseason game, that is, and an NFL record for attempts, completions, and yards, passing yards in a playoff game. Kellen Winslow uh, holds a playoff record for 13 receptions for 166 yards and a touchdown. 
and during the game, he was treated for a pinched nerve in his shoulder, dehydration, severe cramps, and a gash in his lower lip that required three stitches. He said after the game, I've never felt so close to death in my life. One of the other cool facts about this game was that Rolf kind of looked at this game as a parallel to his life. If you remember my old history about Rolf and knowing that he almost passed away um, with his issue with colitis, ulcerative colitis, and Crohn's disease, uh, it, he felt like it was a parallel to his life in that he got a second opportunity to come back and play for the Chargers after his illness. And he also got a second chance to make that game-winning field goal that he had missed that went wide left before that he felt horrible about. That's it for this installment of Bolt History. I hope you really enjoyed it. As always, I remind you to stay bolted. Okay, love you, bye. Well, Mike, I would go watch the game on YouTube, but I feel like I just Had, lived we don't through have it. To, man. <laughs> that like, was so good. I'm sitting here going like, yeah, come on. Like, oh, <laughs> I was laughing we... so hard watching you watch that. <laughs> like, oh, shit, another kicker missed field goal. <sighs> son of a freaking kickers and... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 we've all, I, I mean, we've all seen the the image of Kellen Winslow getting helped off on the sideline. Yeah. That that's just an iconic, iconic. image. Yeah. yeah. Where's um, the camera guy in the shower with the full pads I, on? Like, I want dude, that picture. That sounds, that that sounds like a a picture that should exist somewhere that we just yeah, haven't football. had a chance to see yet because that is football, man, and 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 playoff football at that. Like, you got to empty the tank, man. You got to give it everything you've got to get just to get to the the game and and boy they did it man what a what a wild game dude and the thing with uh Hank Bauer I love that guy what a dick oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> how many animals you just killed with missing that kick that I'm sure funny. I mean that obviously was meant to lift his spirits more than anything else I <laughs> yeah <laughs> so funny I like that was the, good. the uh <laughs> Why don't you ever help the fat guys off the field? <laughs> yeah. It's because you're too fat. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, damn, Mike. What a what a great bolt history, dude. Thank you for for breaking down what an yeah, awesome so game. Good. If you guys have uh other bolt history topics that you would like Mike to take a look at, put them down in the comments. Uh he believe me, he checks it out and he will if there's any tasty tidbits out there, he is gonna jump we'll on them up. immediately. Um, all right, gang. Well, uh, that is the end of this episode. We got to say that uh, we are going to take uh, a teeny tiny little break. We're still going to get you the episodes. You're still going to have some content here, but if there's any news or anything that drops, I promise you we will get to it because we will be anxiously wanting to get to it, but we're going to take a tiny little break this this week. It's... <laughs> It, it, it's Valentine's Day. These guys have wives. I don't know what the problem <laughs> yeah. is, but um, <laughs> yeah, well, well, we're definitely going to come back fast and furious with yes. our season four the week after the Super Bowl. Right? But. Yes, we're going to have new intros, fireworks, slime, and <laughs> yeah. pi pigeons on fire. It's going to be wild. You won't and, believe it. So, and we have a lot more player interviews coming up. It's like embarrassment of riches at this point. So, wow. so hang hang in there. We got we got a lot for you guys. All right. Yeah. We are not going anywhere, folks. So uh, come join us again in the new season, season four of Charger Chat. Uh, but for this episode, that's going to do it for us, I think. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.